Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. So join me, Bravo and Botox, and we'll catch up on all the Bravo news and read way too much into our favorite shows and Bravo liberties. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bravo Papers, Bravo Weekly News. I am so glad that you're here to listen and to join me today in recapping the week's Bravo news, which there is quite a bit of. Um, Before we start, please rate, review, and subscribe. Just, you know, scroll down, hit that subscribe button if you didn't already. A great free way to support me. Another great way is to give me a little five-star rating. Love that. Love you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm on YouTube. I'm on... I don't have a video element. But if you prefer to listen to your podcast through YouTube, because that was a thing I didn't even know. A lot of people do that. Now, a lot of people listen to the podcasts that have video with them. But I still put them up there just in case, because some people do. So, you know, you can find me there. And um, on Twitter slash X and on Instagram at Bravo and Botox. And if you could follow me along, that would be great. All right. So it's Monday, January 22nd. It is definitely one of those like winter January Mondays, at least for me up here in Canada. So depending on where you are, I don't know, maybe you have nicer weather and it's like sunny and warm. And in that case, I'm very jealous of you (laughs) because I have, you know, a little bit of the winter blues going on here, but I'm as usual, using Bravo to distract myself. And I hope I can do that for you today, too. Less than 10 days, everyone. We've got less than 10 days of January. We can do this. All right. Let's start with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Because Anna Marie is causing all sorts of drama on the show and off the show. By the way, it is Anna Marie, not Anne Marie. So I just wanted to, so please don't DM me because that is how you say her name. I'm aware that it is spelt Anne-Marie, but it is pronounced Anna-Marie. I think Sutton said on the last episode too, she's like, I'm the only one pronouncing it right. Okay, so I'm going to start with basically this whole esophagus gate thing has (laughs) been blown way out of proportion, which by the way, I partly blame, like I think a lot more of it is Kyle's fault than she's getting blamed for. I think she's kind of letting Anna-Marie like, sink and drown and not even throwing her a life preserver or anything. If anything, she's throwing her like a cinder block and sinking her even more because she has just like slowly walked backwards out of this whole thing. Anyways, I talk more about that and how messed up that is on the Patreon episode this week. So if you want to hear more about that and uh, my issues with this whole situation in terms of, you know, Kyle not taking any responsibility, and Kyle kind of doing the same thing with Dorit in the media recently, then yeah, check out my Patreon, five bucks a month, and we'll get you four extra podcasts a month as well. All right, so let's start with the after show though, because besides all the, you know, shit talking she's doing on the show, Anna Marie is also on the after show, and this is what really got her in trouble. So I'm going to play it, and then we will talk about the American Society of Anesthesiologists and their response to this after. So a nurse anesthetist is an RN 
that practices anesthesia, and an anesthesiologist is an MD that practices anesthesiology. So we do the same practice, we have the same scope of practice, we just get there two different paths. I know the difference, honey. Governing body is called the American Association of Nurse Anesthesiologists. You can actually say nurse anesthesiologist. That is an absolutely acceptable title. Sorry that you don't understand my title. I get it. A lot of people don't understand what a nurse anesthetist is. We're working on it. Public campaign coming. But like, that's not my fault that you don't know what I do. Shout out to all the CRNAs. Okay. So. I think what got her in trouble about that clip, you can probably already guess what got her in trouble about that clip, but I think what got her in trouble about that clip was when she said, we get there the same way, right? So, okay, so it's it's not that a nurse anesthetist or nurse anesthesiologist is not a real thing, and it's not that it's not a prestigious career choice um, or that it doesn't require a lot of schooling and education, and that it's not a highly respectable profession. It is. And I don't think anyone is saying it isn't. What Crystal is taking issue is with is that Crystal is claiming that Anna Marie said she was an anesthesiologist. So she's claiming like you are trying to say you're a doctor when like, you know, you are a healthcare practitioner, you are a nurse anesthetist, but that's not the same as an anesthesiologist, which that is true. Again, we don't know if Anna Marie said that because it's not, this was off camera, unless the producers have some footage that I don't know about that they're going to all of a sudden drop at some point, but we'll see. Anyways, it doesn't even matter though, because now that she did this after show interview where she said everything you just heard, the American Society of Anesthesiologists took to their Instagram and actually um, posted an infograph <laughs> that has like a comparison. So on the left, it has anesthesiologists must complete medical school, have 12 to 14 years of higher education, complete 12 to 16,000 hours of, uh, sorry, of critical training focused on anesthesia care, pain control, responding to complications and emergencies in surgery, often spend a year or more in a fellowship program to learn an anesthesiology uh, subspecialty such as cardiac, pediatric, neurologic, etc. And then on the other side, it has nurse anesthetists do not complete medical school, have five to seven years of higher education, complete 2,500 hours of clinical training focused on anesthesia administration, do not participate in subspecialty fellowships. Okay. And then they also wrote, the Real Housewives know a fake. Anesthesiologists are medical doctors with more than 12 years of higher education and up to 16,000 hours of clinical training. Title misappropriation has no place in healthcare. Okay, Anna Marie, you just got told. So, I mean, that's not good. Like, it is one thing to be get getting called out by Crystal Kung Minkoff, who is a real housewife of Beverly Hills and, you know, whoever, whatever on the show, but to, to actually be getting called out by the American Society of Anesthesiologists is, is wild. I mean, listen, she did it to herself, though. Like, there's only so much sympathy I can have for this woman. Because she's like, we both get there to the same place. We just go about it in different ways. 
that was where she made the mistake, was that line. Because that line really makes it sound like the end result for nurse anesthetists and anesthesiologists, the end result is the same. We just go about it different pathways. You should not say that. The end result is that, yes, you both work with, you know, patients who are being put under and deal with the um, anesthesia or whatever. That's fine. But that's, you know, she should have phrased it better. And that's on her, right? Because she's not the same as an anesthesiologist. So I don't know why. Anyways, that was just a really dumb choice. I don't know why she did that. Like, it'd be one thing if she was like, this is what she should have done, okay? She should have said, no, what I said to Crystal is that I'm a nurse anesthetist or that I'm an anesthetist or whatever. Something like that, but <laughs> so that it was, she should have said, yeah, that was what I said, but Crystal thought I said anesthesiologist, which would mean that Crystal also assumed I said I was a doctor, but I didn't. Like, that's the road I would have gone down if I was Anna Marie. But she's hell-bent on being like, I... No, it's just that Crystal doesn't understand the differences between the two. And you may have heard <laughs> in that clip that it was spliced with Crystal from her after, what's it called, after show interview saying, I know the difference. <laughs> Which like, yeah, most people can understand the difference. It's not that complicated. I understand the difference. I don't work in the healthcare field. It's pretty straightforward. Even when she talked about what her job was on um, the first episode, I was like, yeah, I get it. It's pretty straightforward. It's not that complicated. What she does on a daily basis is complicated and complex and is full of things I don't know and wouldn't understand. But the difference between those two positions, I think most people can understand, most reasonable people who have any sort of knowledge of common knowledge, I guess, could understand. So I can understand why Crystal's kind of like maybe feels like she's being talked down to. And, and I could see how frustrating that would be, especially if Anna Marie did say she was an anesthesiologist, which the more I hear her talk, especially in these after shows, the more I'm thinking, yeah, maybe she did pretend she was an anesthesiologist to Crystal. I don't know. Stranger things have happened in the housewives world. People have lied about, I mean, like, look at Salt Lake City right now. So anyways, look at, you know, Brooks and Cancergate. I mean, this isn't anywhere near as bad as that. But hopefully it was just a miscommunication, right? Maybe she said nurse anesthesiologist and Crystal just heard the anesthesiologist part. I don't know. Anyways, so she got called out and then she responded. So here's the response. I do not condone the ASA's defamation campaign. Oh God, okay. I am a CRNA, a certified registered nurse anesthetist. I am extremely proud of my profession. I will not be accused of title misappropriation because a castmate needed a storyline on a reality TV show. This is my real life and my career. I am not an anesthesiologist, nor have I ever claimed to be one. I have immense respect for physician anesthesiologists, and I ask that the ASA and other anesthesiologists show respect to CRNAs as well. This type of unhealthy discourse only only causes friction and professional division. Political issues exist between uh, sorry, <laughs> physician anesthesiologists and CRNAs, which explains their current attack on me and the CRNA profession. 
Okay. Our goal as anesthesia providers should always be working together in order to best serve our patients, not competing with one another. My aim is to educate the public on who CRNAs are and what we do in providing the highest quality of anesthesia care to those we serve. Wow. What a terrible response. I, there are so many bad things about this response. I don't even know where to start. Okay. Let's start with, I do not condone the ASA's defamation campaign. If you start with that, you're starting with conflict and drama. Once they read that line, they won't be able to see clearly anything you've said after that or even consider it because you have accused them of a defamation campaign. When I do think in reality, it's not a defamation campaign. It was a let me clarify the difference between the two jobs. Now, that being said, they were a bit shady because they did in the caption say title misappropriation. But I guess that's them taking Crystal's word that she lied about it. So yeah, so for me, I still wouldn't, I still think that first line is a mistake. That first line should have been, unfortunately, my castmate has made up a lie saying that I claimed to be an anesthesiologist. And I would like the American Society of Anesthesiologists to know that I never made that claim and that I am a proud, you know, CRNA. That's what she should have said. And, and let me correct you, American Society of Anesthesiologists, and let you know that I didn't even say that. And I have, since episode one, talked about my career as a nurse anesthetist and how proud I am of it. That's what she should have said, okay? Not defamation campaign. Like, <laughs> if anything, the defamation campaign is technically coming from Crystal, right? The AS, if, it, if Crystal is lying, which I don't think she is. But anyways, that's an opinion, which you might disagree. That's fine. That's just going to be different opinions. But because none of us are going to know unless there's footage. But at the end of the day, to say I don't condone the defamation campaign, like you are starting with hard contention there. And then she says, I am a CRNA, and she explains all that. I will not be accused of title misappropriation. Okay, that's fair. Like, that part is fair, because they did accuse you of that. And they're just taking Crystal Minkoff's word on it. And I don't know, you know, we don't know. Again, we don't know if Crystal just I don't think Crystal purposely or maliciously would make up this lie, but I do think that she may have misheard or there could have been, or Anna Marie really lied. Those are the two things that probably happened. One of those two. Um, this is my real life and my career. Then she talks about how this unhealthy discourse causes friction and professional division. Oh yeah, and she says, this is my real life and my career. Okay, so I also have a problem here. You are the one who brought your career into this. You used your career, like, let's be honest here, Anna Marie, you used your career to come after Sutton. Sutton said she has a esophagus issue, which makes it hard for her to chew, eat, swallow, whatever. And you said, I don't believe you because I'm a nurse anesthetist and I would know. And here's all my medical training and this is why. So you're the one who you know, dug this hole for yourself and made yourself look bad professionally. If she had just come on the show and, you know, not fought this battle as Kyle's little minion and just kind of gotten to know the women and, you know, instead of like latching on to this dumb storyline, then this wouldn't have happened. 
Or if she had just said, oh, that's weird, and then just let it go, it wouldn't have snowballed. But she keeps bringing it up over and over again. And then she's talking about it on the after show. And she's talking about it at the homeless, not toothless thing for four hours <laughs> or whatever. And she's also, the uh, here's the other thing, she's also questioning Sutton's doctor, right? Because she's like, oh, well, your doctor says you can't take that medication. You can't take that medication when you're blah, blah, blah. But you, you know, your doctor said you can. That's a lie. You are questioning, uh, you know, a doctor and a specialist, whoever Sutton's, and, and you're also putting someone on blast when you don't have their medical history and you're accusing them of lying about their, a patient of lying about their medical condition, like that is all really bad stuff to be doing professionally. It is. That is what's gotten you to where you are. Let's take some accountability. Here's the thing with Anna Marie, like she came on this show, she, like so many housewives of the past, thought she knew what she was doing, thought she was smarter than everybody else, maybe even thought I'm smarter than the audience you know, dumb people watch reality TV, like came in with all those stereotypes in her head, I bet. And, you know, thought I can get away with this. But no, you can't. This is not how the world works, especially with social media. Media, sorry. Okay, then there's also like political issues exist between anesthesiologists and CRNAs. Okay, that may be true, which like, I don't know, maybe we need like a real housewives of doctors and nurses or something. Okay, anyways, um, that may be true. But like, do we need to even bring that up right now? Like now you're kind of implying that the reason they're coming after you is because there's all these like political issues and conflicts between the two groups and da da da. Like, no, I don't think they would have. I mean, they posted it because uh, of everything that's going on. And probably I'm going to guess that probably they were getting DMs from Bravo fans about it. I guarantee they were. Okay. Um, working together. So we're not competing with each other. Okay, fine. My aim is to educate the public. Well, you're not doing a good job. If anything, you're making the public feel, you're making people feel like there are nurses and doctors out there, there who are going to be judgmental, who aren't going to listen, who aren't going to believe them, who are going to, you know, belittle their condition. And like, that's not good, right? And that's the problem that people have had with her from the beginning, okay? Even outside of the crystal thing. Okay, then Anna Marie says in another post, the esophagus storyline was not funny. Yeah, we know. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> it's like she just figured that out. Okay, watching the show back now, I hate that storyline just as much as everyone else. Okay, that's good. I would be mad at me too. It was a line of questioning I should never have started. And for that, I sincerely apologize. That storyline was unauthentically dragged on for far too long, and I have been dragged through the mud in the process. I want to highlight the real in reality TV. Okay, that started out okay. She was taking accountability. I would be mad at me too. I should have never started that line of questioning. But then she starts talking about how the storyline was dragged on and, you know, how she's been dragged through the mud. Like, now you're pushing responsibility onto the editing the producing. That's, that's never good. Um, and then I want to highlight the real, like in reality TV, you said it, you know, like Nini says, your ass is on tape saying it. <laughs> it's, you know, so I just feel like it's, there's an attempt at accountability and then it quickly goes back to blaming other people. Oh, it's reality TV. Oh, it's da da da, which it is reality TV. I mean, like she's not completely wrong about that. I, 
like there's a lot of other stuff that happened in between that we didn't see and when you see it all spliced together it does seem more extreme I get that but at the end of day at the end of the day people are mad about what she said and what she said is what she said so that's it Speaking of anesthesiologists, uh, Dr. Nicole also clapped back on Watch What Happens Live because she was asked and... Okay, so this was the other thing that makes me have no sympathy at all for Anna Marie, which is that she, you know, I talked about this last week, but she said Dr. Nicole was clout chasing by responding. So she was asked about it on Watch What Happens Live and Nicole said, basically that first of all, the only reason she even addressed it is because she was getting countless DMs asking her about it, which I'm sure she was. Of course she was. Like I said this again last week, her and Dr. Moon, I'm sure they were inundated with it. So she was like, okay, fine. Um, So she said in response to the clout chasing comment that she only responded because of that and that Anna Marie is in no way a bigger fish, not professionally, not medically, or not educationally. Okay. I guess that's the political thing that Anna Marie was talking about. But again, like, like no one was going to say any of that until, like, you made this a thing. Like, Dr. Nicole would have never addressed this. And then you're the one who accused her of clout chasing. So don't dish it out if you can't take it. I'm sorry. God, Anna Marie is really like regretting all of her choices right now, isn't she? And she's probably so pissed at Kyle right now. Like, Kyle, you told me <laughs> to help you go after Sutton and that this might be a good storyline and I'm just getting hung out to dry. All right. So speaking of that, um, Kyle says that Dorit has, Kyle said in an interview that Dorit has exaggerated how close of friends they are. I love Doreed, but sometimes things are exaggerating and it's fresh, exaggerated and it's frustrating. And then she says how they went on two vacations together or something like that. And yeah, Kyle sucks. Like I get messages from Kyle people that are like still can't wrap their heads around, you know, why I might dislike Kyle. This is why. Stuff like this. This is just a crappy thing to do. Yeah, I get it. Dory was saying in an interview she feels like they're not as close. They've drifted. Kyle spends more time with Morgan. But like you can tell when when Dorit says it, you can tell she's hurt. And you can tell that she's just kind of like feels left out. Because look at her on the show. She's like on an island. She's got no one. She doesn't have Kyle anymore. Erica doesn't like her. <laughs> Garcelle doesn't like her. I don't think Sutton really likes her. Like she's really... And like... Kyle was like her partner in crime on this show for years and has abandoned her. And and then it's Kyle's like, well, we weren't even really that close. You suck. Anyways, I talk more about this on the Patreon for this week. I talk a lot about this, okay? Um, Kyle also clarified, which I thought was uh, interesting, in the after show that Mauricio did offer to cancel his trip several times. So he had that trip during the celebration of life. So a lot of people were mad that he didn't go to that. She said it's not fair to put that on him, which I get why she's saying that because, you know, people are really like, wow, what an asshole. Um, But that being said, like she did seem, you know, she did seem annoyed on the show. So she backtracks a lot on the after show. I will say that when it comes to stuff like this, even with Mauricio, like I'm here for Kyle coming after Mauricio. I think Mauricio has been a terrible husband to her. I think he's cheated left, right, and center. And I think he's a jerk who's just good at hiding it because it's coming out. And I love, 
Like, I love that Kyle is always annoyed by him and that she has just, like, no time for him this year. It's hilarious. Like, I'm actually enjoying watching it. However, I'm not enjoying watching, like, the disintegration of a marriage and family, but I'm enjoying that Kyle is, like, standing up for herself and being real about this marriage. Well, real-ish about this marriage. But then she does do things like backtrack on the after show. So then I'm like, can you just stand in it? But I guess like, then on the other hand, as a, you know, as a mom, you know, and I think a lot of women can understand this, even if like, you're just, whether you're like, have a partner or a husband, whether you're married or not, like you just, women protect their families, no matter what that family unit looks like. I think we just do that. So I can understand why that's like, almost like a habit for her in some ways, like to protect him. Because by extension, she feels she's protecting the kids. So I can get that too. Erica Jane was also on Watch What Happens Live with Dr. Nicole. It was a great episode, actually, if you get a chance to watch. And she says that she wants Kyle to get eviscerated. (laughs) That's a quote, okay? Eviscerated at the reunion. Because she says, I love Kyle, but fair is fair. And she's been eviscerated the last two, three years, whatever. And it's Kyle's turn, which, um, wow. (laughs) I kind of am here for it. Like, she's right. It is. That's true. Whenever there's been, and it's even less true. No, it's true with Erica, but it's even more true from even before Erica. Everyone's marriages on this show, like so many people's marriages, have been, quote unquote, eviscerated by this, by the Fox Force 5 specifically. Like, Erica deserved it. That's why everybody, everybody loved watching Erica get it because she was part of that little clique that did that to people, right? Like with Denise and whatever, and and even with uh, Kim Richards and her addiction, like they used people in that way, right? And then they like tried to hide it under the guise of like, oh, we just want you to be honest, right? So, but now that Erica's had a taste of it, (laughs) I think she's like, yeah, all the rest of you can get it too, which is probably part of the reason that she outed Dorit and PK at BravoCon a couple years ago, because she was probably like, you know what? I'm done. I have been put through the ringer. You guys protected me a certain amount, but you also, you know, talk shit and I'm over it. So she's like, I'm done. I'm not doing this Fox Force 5 thing anymore where we all protect each other. You know, if I had to get dragged through the mud, then it's all of your turn too, which I don't, I'm I'm here for that. Okay. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Potomac because so there was a ratings thing that went up and they had like really low ratings the last episode for them. Okay. They still have like pretty good ratings. Let's just be just to, you know, keep it real. But you know, they're, the show is not doing it. The audience is not happy. And Candace had an interview recently, like last week, and she said, I think we need to find some new hobbies and come together. I thought this was very interesting because Candace has been like really steadfast in her like dislike of Giselle and Robin and Ashley for very good reason. Like I've been a lover of Candace from, you know, since before other people kind of jumped on that boat. But, you know, that being said, she has good reasons to be mad at them and to not want to trust them or mend friendships with them. And, you know, it's so complicated. But also, you know, it is to the detriment of the show, though. Okay, because at the end of the day, it is a show. And if it's not fun, and it's not entertaining, and the cast cannot even have fun together without it being so, 
like it's it's just like the toxicity amongst them it's so it is it's just so toxic it's too toxic it doesn't have the good balance that it used to have and i think she sees the writing on the wall a little bit like cuz i think they're heading in a direction where it's unsalvageable and the whole cast will get overhauled or a good chunk of them and i think she knows that she might be one of them like, I just have a bad feel. I'm not saying I want Candace off the show, but I think if someone's getting kicked off for next season, she's going to be one of the ones. I just, I have a feeling. So I think that's why she said that in that interview, because I think that's her way of kind of like putting it out into the universe of like, okay, I get, I see the road we're going down is going to end in the show getting canceled, or it's going to end in a chunk of us getting fired, me being one of them. So I swear I'm willing to work on it. If it falls apart, it's not because I wasn't willing. I'm willing. That was the impression I got from the interview. Just because her saying we need to find new hobbies and come together, like her saying they need to come together, I was kind of like, okay, that seems like a little bit of a shift in attitude. Because like, yeah, they do all need to come together and they need to stop with like the social media toxicity. And and I'm not one who's going to be here and be like, oh, it's all Candace. It's not all Candace. Like Giselle and Robin have this podcast and, you know, they, it's not fair. Like they talk a lot of shit on there and I get why their other cast members might respond on Instagram or Twitter, etc. because they've got a microphone, you know, so maybe they need to like not talk about their own show or just talk about their own, you know, family, personal stuff and not talk about anyone else's on their show. Maybe Bravo needs to be a little bit more like strict about that. So I hope that they can get it together and save Potomac because it's a great show. It's worth saving. Okay. Like some people are like, throw it in the trash. No, we're not throwing it in the trash. I will be very upset. Okay. Let's talk about Vanderpump rules because there is stuff going on there too. So, well, actually, this drama involves Sheena and a non Vanderpump rules um, cast member who you may know, uh, Nick Vial. He has a podcast, The Vial Files. So, I'm assuming his name must rhyme with files, right? So, does that mean it's Vial Files? But I mean, vile. Anyways, she keeps, sorry, she says that he keeps bringing her up for clout on his podcast and basically has been having people on like Charlie, uh, Katie and Dana and said she initially thought uh, she was friends with Nick. So she's very upset by this, which is so Sheena. She's like, I thought we were friends. Like Sheena thinks everyone's her friend. I, It's like after all these years, she still hasn't learned. You can't be friends with everyone. Like you need to be more discerning. Figure out who your friend, real friends are. Oh, and by the way, stay loyal to them so that when you need them, they'll be there. Just a little advice in case Sheena's listening, which she isn't, but let's just pretend. And so, okay, so she thought they were friends, but he's been calling Brock a payroll husband, which started with Charlie. So Charlie was on the podcast. Charlie called Brock a payroll husband. And now Nick has kind of latched on to that. And then he said it in another episode on his next one. And... You know, so Sheena responded and said, you know, it's, you know, the stuff we thought we were friends, blah, blah, blah. And then Sheena also said it's misogynistic because why can't the woman be the breadwinner, which she's right. But on the other hand, Sheena only cares about sexism when it impacts her husband <laughs> because she's 
definitely not a girl's girl and has not exactly enacted um, a lot of feminism in her years on TV. I believe one of her first confessionals was her talking about how she's not a feminist and she's more of a guy's girl and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so still, though, she talks, okay, it, it, it impacts Brock, so now she's very concerned about misogyny. Um, but anyways, Sheena found out that he's making payroll husband merch and she did a live, like an Instagram live. And I guess they were in a car, like coming back from, I think it was from the Vanderpump Rules premiere party in, I think it was in LA. And basically she's like, it's gross and the merch is ugly and who's even going to buy this hat and wear it and blah. And, you know, she comes at him, which rightfully so, he deserves it. So, yeah, <laughs> Sheena versus Nick. I was not expecting it, but I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of here for it. Um, all right. Let's talk about Summer House. So, slash Winter House, because Sam and Corey have officially broken up. Listen, the writing was on the wall. You know, we all kind of suspected she's been dropping Instagram hints and, you know, she liked a post that was about, like, it was something to do with being independent after a breakup or something like that. And then also there was like a whole like Facetune did like a um, a reel that was like with Sam, like <laughs> that implied breaking up and, you know, moving on after breaking up. It was something like that. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I should have saved it. But the point is that, you know, we all watch Winter House. I think we knew the path that this was going down. Um, so Corey did confirm this and says they connected on so many levels, but just weren't meant for each other. So in other words, he just wasn't that into it and like, didn't see if like, he didn't see a future with her, which that's fine. But like, do I also believe he strung her along when he kind of knew he was not ready to be committed? Yeah, definitely. Um, the way he acted on Winter House hurt her and he's sorry for that. So Sam was on the Not Skinny uh, But Not Fat podcast and did like a whole interview about this and was like, I'm finally ready to talk about it. It's funny because like they weren't on our TVs for this long, but people are were like pretty invested in their relationship, I, probably because of Winter House. Like it was the main storyline of Winter House. So, you know, I do understand that. So let me just pull up kind of a few of the key things from the interview. Okay. Listen, it sounds like a classic situationship slash, I guess, relationship where one person is way more into it than the other. And the other person is a guy who is too chicken shit to just be honest about that. And who also wants to have his cake and eat it too. <laughs> so, you know, there's things like, okay, so she broke up with him because she probably after a while realized, okay, this guy just does not love me. Um, but she loved him, she says. He didn't buy her a Christmas or Valentine's Day gift. She told him she loved him. He didn't say it back. They dated for almost a year and a half. Um, but Corey says they dated for eight months less than that because I guess he's counting like the, you know, it's only counts like when we were official. You know, Sam says like she's never talked to anyone else or dated anyone else. You know, she was into Corey. She didn't say see any reason to do that. Um, but 
that it was dumb to assume that Corey was not doing that because he clearly was. Of course he was. He was a fuckboy before he met her coming onto the show. So then you give him fame and a platform and even more girls in his DMs. Like, yeah, I could see that. Um, not that I'm saying that's an excuse. I'm just saying that's reality. Okay, she was supposed to be on Winterhouse like full time, but casting decided against it. And Sam thinks that this is because you know, she was like, Corey and I are in a relationship. And the Winterhouse producers were like, no, we want single people. <laughs> but partway through, casting contacted her and asked her to film. And she said she had a feeling that, you know, since they're inviting her, that means there's probably drama or something not good, or she's going to come on and he's already hooked up with someone else. Like, yeah, which she's correct about that. Um, She was hurt watching Winterhouse back. Like he you know, he lied by omission. She had no idea about Jordan knocking on Corey's door at 2 a.m. or Malia saying she wanted to, um, to do him in the confessional. She, you know, he explained to Sam that he doesn't usually, like, pick up when, when girls are flirting and, well, I don't even know girls are flirting with me. I have no idea. I'm just, like, an innocent, blah, blah. like, shut up. Um, <laughs> And that even if Mal Malia did want to hook up with him, he didn't view her in that way. Give me a break. She was really upset watching Jordan cry over Malia and Corey, which, yeah, I would have been too. So he filmed uh, sorry, confessionals for Winterhouse while in New York, and he was staying with Sam and visiting her. Sorry, visiting and staying. And she said they were shot, like the confessionals were shot at like six in the morning. No, sorry, I read that wrong. Six months after filming. So they were definitely, they were official at the time. She said she would drop him off and pick him up from these. And it was hurtful to hear how he talked about their relationship and basically says he would leave her bed, talk shit about her about their relationship in the confessionals and then come back to bed with her. She says she would film Summer House again with Corey there and that the rest of the cast are her friends. I mean, I think they should have brought Sam back without Corey. Corey doesn't fit on Summer House. He doesn't make sense. He doesn't vibe. Like, just get him out. I don't want him on any show. I have no interest in seeing him on TV again. I just find him gross and ick. Like, I'm good. Get him away. Sam I could see coming back on. And I, like, Sam would have been good on this season. Like, single. Although she wouldn't have been single. Okay, so maybe next season, now that she's single. And now they're introducing these other two new guys on Summer House that are like, you know, the new Kyle and Carl kind of like the wish version of Kyle and Carl or whatever. So yeah, maybe we could bring Sam back and see what happens. <laughs> also, a tip sent to Dumois says that there's going to be no winter house in 2024 and that the show is on pause. There's also rumors that there may be other housewives cities that are not um, being brought back in 2024. But again, take it with a big grain of salt because this is just a blind rumor and we do not have confirmation. Okay, let's talk about Orange County. So Jeff Lewis was on Watch What Happens Live, and he admits on the show, which he shouldn't have, that he was is supposed to film an episode of Orange County, not an episode, sorry, a scene with Shannon at lunch. And Andy was pissed. <laughs> like, Andy was like, maybe you could keep that to yourself next time. Like, he was not happy. I don't know if that's going to be canceled or if he's just going to cuss out Jeff behind the scenes, which he probably did. So, yeah. So in Salt Lake City news, the lawsuit 
So Monica had that lawsuit against Beauty Lab. It was dismissed because, so two reasons, the time barred by the statute of limitations and because Monica, sorry, failed to obtain a certificate of compliance from the Division of Professional Licensing. Okay, so the lawsuit has been dismissed and this just happened since like after the reunion started to air in other news. So yeah, so that's not happening anymore because that was like a big thing that she was suing Beauty Lab. So I don't know, maybe that means we have more chance of this cast coming together. Um, Linda replied on social media to Monica saying that she wanted to be on the show. So part two of the reunion, there was the whole thing about like, Linda was thirsty to be on the show, etc. Sorry if you can hear kids screaming in the background, but yeah. Anyways, Linda said, basically, I never wanted to be on the show. You know, reality TV is not for me. You know, this is Monica's lying. You know, she worked in like the production side of TV and that wasn't, you know, this wasn't what she was interested in. She had no interest in it. You know, that's very like Linda. And uh, I find Linda so entertaining. Like, listen, she's toxic. She's definitely toxic. So her and Monica have a really messed up relationship. Is she entertaining? Yes. Both those things can be true. Like the thing about her being mad that a Subaru came and that she wouldn't get in it with the Uber, I was dying laughing. Okay. So just, it's so ridiculous. She also tweeted saying that Monica's father's last name is actually Deriano which I guess is different than the one that Monica said. So I don't know what the hell is going on with these two women. I cannot even keep it straight. I'm just taking everything that Linda and Monica say with a grain of salt and just enjoying the ride. Because I think at this point, that's it is next to impossible to know who's lying and who's telling the truth. It's just crazy. Then there was the other piece of news with Salt Lake City that came out that's been going around, which is that Mary Cosby is actually the one who started Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So if you didn't catch this, Lisa Barlow claimed at the last reunion that she was the one who brought the show to Salt Lake City and started it. But then um, NBC executive Noah Sampton told The Hollywood Reporter it originally came to Bravo through Mary Cosby. Somebody had discovered her as a great character. She was pitched and we started to find other characters along with her. Once the development team started to dig in and meet people there, they realized that it was such a hotbed of interesting, unique personalities. It wasn't planned as a housewife show. We just fell into it. They always say that. They say that about all of them. They went with their development team into Salt Lake. Um, they were already blown away by the casting tape. And every woman that I met was even better in person. We met everyone for drinks at a bar. And then Shiana and I left and the housewives all stayed there. And then we heard all these stories the next day where a huge argument broke out and somebody got thrown out of the bar. They were housewives already. We even started before we even started filming them. So Mary Cosby. So this was going around already. But then Mary shared it on her Instagram, too. So we also got the teaser for the Vanderpump Rules spinoff this week called Valley Village. It's pretty much like the suburban street. The couples are like doing stuff on their lawn and driveway. Jax is riding around in one of those little kid cars. And it's like, you know, they try their hand at adulting, even though they're like 45. At least Jax is 44. Are we interested in this? I'm not that interested, but I'm going to watch it because that's what I do. <laughs> And I'll let you all know if you don't want to watch it. But I don't know. They're going to have to bring it because I don't think anyone is like that excited about it. 
I just don't think they are. And like the premise doesn't sound that great. Like, I don't know, what am I going to watch them get into an argument with their neighbors about like where they can plant a tree and where they can't? I don't know. Although actually that would be kind of good. <laughs> I love petty stuff like that. So I don't know, maybe it'll be okay. All right, we, we will see. We have some Atlanta news that's important. First of all, I want to say congratulations to Sonia Richards-Ross. Not my favorite housewife, but seems like a nice person. I think I'd like her in real life on the show. She fell a little flat for me. She welcomes a baby boy, Asani. So that's her second uh, baby boy. Also, I want to send her my I'm sorry because I think she's probably getting fired from Atlanta. Again, <laughs> don't know for sure, but I have a feeling. So Sheree reveals that production is currently casting for Real Housewives of Atlanta. And as I reported last week, Candy says they've heard nothing, but Sheree says they are casting. And then I just saw this morning that Nini was questioned by TMZ and says, basically, Atlanta cannot keep the same cast. They need to make changes. It's not a good look. But, you know, her, like, even answering questions about it, it's a step in the right direction. I'm I'm holding on to hope that we are going to get Nini back one day. Okay, last piece of news for today comes from the Southern Charm world. Um, Craig and Austin are opening a bar. So <laughs> they are, well, let me explain a little. So they are opening a bar concept in Charleston, partnering up with Uptown Hospitality Group, on a fresh concept called By the Way. So it's set to open midsummer, just around the corner from Uptown Social, which is the flagship uh, bar. So, you know, good for them. I was thinking though <laughs> to myself, just with everything that happened on the Southern Charm reunion, I was thinking about how, you know, Shep was just kind of left out. Like, it was like he had no purpose, you know? He had nothing to look forward to, nothing to strive for, right? He didn't have anything going on. And he even said, you know, Craig is doing the pillow thing and, you know, he's got like a girlfriend, like a serious girlfriend, like everyone's doing something. So I was a little like, oh, when I saw this, not that I feel bad for Shep, but I was just like, this guy needs to get his life together because, you know, if he had things together, Maybe they'd want him to partner in this and to do it too. But I can see why they really don't trust him and why, you know, they don't want him to be involved with, you know, responsibility, with money, with any of that. Because they probably are like, listen, this guy can't even manage his own life. So I was kind of like, ooh, I think that's just another thing that's going to be a little bit of a knock to the ego, you know, when it comes to Shep. But I don't know. Maybe it'll help him go in a better direction because I really think that man needs help. Like, seriously. Okay. So, thank you so much for joining me today, everyone. Um, it's always great to kind of catch up on all our Bravo news. And don't forget, you can subscribe to my Patreon if you want even more. And you are now in the know for everything Bravo. See you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Your support really means everything to me. And this show wouldn't be possible without you, the listeners. So please, if you enjoy the podcast, leave a five-star rating and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more, you can join my Patreon, patreon.com slash bravoandbotox, 
And for $5 a month, you'll get four extra podcast episodes a month. You'll also get early releases of Bravo Paper episodes and more. Please also subscribe to my YouTube channel at The Bravo Papers and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Bravo and Botox and at The Bravo Papers. If you'd like to buy me a coffee, you can at buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox. You know, send your love through some much needed caffeine. And any guest that was on today's episode will be in the show notes, all their social media and contact information. So thank you so much, everyone. Keep overanalyzing Bravo. 